Well, here we are on our third day of Songcraft Christmas, and uh, we've got a song that we're going to talk about today, Santa Baby, that is what I would consider one of the few kind of naughty-feeling Christmas songs. Yeah. And there's not really much in it that actually is naughty. It just kind of has that vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it definitely has the, the original Eartha Kit version has that kind of sultry kind of quality to it. The the Madonna version has that weird uh, kind of like what I think was maybe sexy in like the 30s or 40s where, where women were like, hey, gee, mister. You know, got <laughs> right, like that right. kind of thing going on where I, I never quite caught the vision of, of what was uh, appealing about that. I much prefer the, the original uh, Eartha Kit, which has got that kind of smoky kind of uh, yet playful vibe. I've got almost no familiarity with the Madonna version, so really? I'm I'm working on on an association with the Eartha Kit version almost completely, and the thought of some kind of high pitched Humphrey Bogart isms on the <laughs> uh, lyrics sounds super annoying. I'm not sure I'm gonna even check that one out. Yeah, I think the I think Eartha Kit did it right. You know, it, it's kind of like anyone who ever decides they're gonna cover sitting on the dock of the bay, it didn't need to be done. I don't right. care how good you are, uh, just leave it alone. It was it that the original was a classic. You're gonna add nothing. I, this is one of those songs that falls into that category for me, um, and. You know, anyone who's interested in songwriting has to be fascinated by kind of that golden era of the Brill Building. And uh, Phil Springer, who is the writer of Santa Baby, who we spoke with, um, definitely is part of that lineage. Um, And he was 91 at the time that we spoke to him. uh, And he is 94 now. He's still with us, which is amazing. Um, You know, we got to talk to Irving Burgey, who wrote Deo, among other songs. He was in his 90s when we interviewed him. Sadly, he is no longer with us. But boy, to get to talk to these guys that are in their 90s, who were really part of that kind of what I think a lot of people regard as as the you know the halcyon days of of professional songwriters yeah. um it, it's it's kind of mind-blowing it really is incredible and and I feel like you know with with every passing year especially these Christmas songs just become kind of more embedded in the public consciousness uh and so you know you you look at these guys and you know, even even if this was, you know, the one song on a writer's resume, I think you'd have to look and say, this is a legendary accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy. And, you know, Phil uh, had quite a bit of other activity. He had uh, a number of artists that recorded his songs, but I think he knows that Santa Baby is, is the one that uh, it, it, people keep coming back to. He, um, you know, if you can write a Christmas standard, uh, think about just the ways that it appears in movies and commercials and it's yeah. played on the radio every year. It just keeps coming back year after year. And, you know, not a lot of writers have successfully done that. There is a Christmas canon, you know, and uh, there have been plenty of newer Christmas songs in the last several years. But the true Christmas classics are are kind of rare. Um, so, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking ahead of next year. And uh, remind me of this. But, you know, we, we've focused so much on the, on, on the Christmas classics I'd like to for us to just talk about what's on the bubble and what songs are not necessarily classics, but we kind of know them mm. and, and maybe they're waiting for their, you know, uh, graduation into the canon. Indeed. Something to ponder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, let's hear a bit of our 2017 interview with the legendary Phil Springer. Everybody knows the song that was composed by our next guest, a 91-year-old Brill Building veteran who's still at it. 
In addition to giving the world a Christmas classic, he penned Frankie Lane's top five hit, Moonlight Gambler, Frank Sinatra's How Little It Matters, How Little We Know, and Cliff Richard's The Next Time, which hit number one in the UK in 1963. Additionally, he wrote songs that have been recorded by Judy Garland, Dusty Springfield, and Elvis Presley. But let's turn it over to the man himself to hear about the creation of the world's first sexy Christmas song. This is Phil Springer. Uh, I'm the composer of Santa Baby. Written with my beautiful lyricist, Joan Javits. I've done a lot of writing, which I'll do for whatever time is remaining. I don't know if it'll happen because I'm 91 years old, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we certainly hope you'll get a chance to write many more great songs, but tell us how you and Joan ended up writing what is now recognized as a Christmas standard. I go after lyricists like womanizers go after women. (laughs) Um, I mean that. I knew that without a good lyric writer, no matter how gifted you might be, you cannot have hit songs. Yeah. Joan and I uh, had been a team for about three weeks in the summer of 1953. Joan got a call from a publisher. Uh, could she possibly write a song for Eartha Kitt uh, with a Christmas theme? And Joan asked me if I would write the music for that. I was quite um, negative about it because I said, now, Eartha Kitt was probably the sexiest woman in America. Right. And there's never been a Christmas song with a, a sexy theme, with a gold digger <laughs> uh, singing to her boyfriend. Right, right. Uh, but Joan said, look, Phil, you just write the music and let me worry about uh, the theme of the lyrics. Right. So I went along with her and... Uh, we took a cab together from the Brill Building, uh, where the publisher had approved the title, Santa Baby. Uh, once he said he loves the title, Joan and I went back to my apartment, and I immediately got an idea for, for a melody. Right. So I, uh, I sang Santa Baby, and I said, now give me a line. Joan said, slip a sable under the tree. And I said, add two words to that phrase. So she said, slip a sable under the tree for me. And that immediately inspired the music. Da, 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 da. I wrote it right away. Wow. And then she said, been an awful good girl, said the baby. I wrote this phrase. Been an awful good girl, said the baby. Hmm. And then she said, okay, we're almost finished. And I said, okay, one more line, and we got it. She said, so hurry down the chimney tonight. And I wrote, hurry down the chimney tonight. And that was the tune. Yeah, yeah. A few weeks later, I showed the tune to an arranger friend of mine. And he said, Phil, why don't you take the music you wrote for Been an Awful Good Girl and put that at the end for hurry down the chimney tonight and put the music that you wrote for Hurry Down the Chimney Night to Been an Awful Good Girl. <laughs> Flip them. Yeah. And I, I said, I love that suggestion. And that's how come the music would change to this. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Yeah. And wow. in my opinion, uh, that is largely responsible for the success success of the song. Part of the magic of that song is that last line. Everybody loves that line. Right, right, yeah. 
the tune, except for that one change that I mentioned, took me only a 10 or 15 minutes at the most to write. And wow. Joan wrote only a small part of the lyric in, in that 10 or 15 minutes. Well, we worked for about a half hour, and we realized that we had a lot of work to do on the lyric. Yeah. So we made a date uh, to go out to her home in Westport uh, to finish the lyric. So that weekend, we went out to Westport, and we worked, and we got a few more lines, but we still couldn't finish the lyric yet. So uh, I said, Joan, look, let's meet again a week from now and go out again to your, to your house, which actually was her father's home. Right. And we went back uh, again that weekend. Now, what happened at that time was that everybody started getting very suspicious about me and Joan going away together. <laughs> right. uh, and I had a girlfriend, and she was kind of a little suspicious that something besides songwriter was going on. Right. So I said, Joan, let's kill that rumor. Let's take the guy that introduced us to Westport to your home just to be with us, have food, have fun while we worked on the lyrics so nobody's going to think that anything else besides songwriting is going on. Right. And that's just what happened. Wow. I took it over to the publisher. Right. Before I played it, I sort of apologized. I said, uh, guys, I'm not very proud of this tune, but it's the best that I could do for that lyrical idea. Yeah. I played it, and Joe jumped up and he said, Phil, it's great. Never apologize again for that tune. <laughs> right, right. So... About a week later, I got a phone call that Eartha Kitt had recorded the song. And from then on, it was smooth sailing. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. I understand that, that uh, you know, of course, Eartha Kitt's version was a, a huge top five pop hit in 1953. And then in 1954, I understand she recorded uh, another version called This Year's Santa Baby that had that had different words that was, yeah. was not really a hit. What, what happened there? That was a big mistake on the part of the publishers. Hmm. They never should have put out five different versions in 1954 of Santa Baby. It totally confused the public. There was a country version, a kid's version, uh, uh, another type of version, and so forth. Yeah. And consequently, nobody knew what to play. Right, right. And for 28 years, that song only made a very small amount of money every year after 1953. Mm -hmm. In 1981, I bought Joan's share of the publishing rights which had reverted 28 years later after we wrote it. Right. And I became the United States publisher of Santa Baby. Right. The first thing I did was to notify all the people in show business that I could, radio stations, music printers, Hal Leonard, everybody, yeah. that the original lyric of Santa Baby was the only allowable lyric of that song. Wow. Hmm. In 1987, I got a phone call from a mysterious lady who said, look, uh, I'm from an A&M Records. There is a top star who wants to record Santa Baby, provided you're willing to forfeit the mechanical royalties. Hmm. I said, who is the star? 
She said, you won't know that unless you say yes. <laughs> I thought for about, I'd say one minute, and I said, okay, I won't ask for any royalties. Who is the top star? She said, Madonna. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> I had made the right decision, you know, without even knowing who the star was. Yeah. Right, right. After that, everybody began recording Santa Baby. Wow. Hmm. It got into a motion picture, Driving Miss Daisy, which won the Academy Award. Right, yeah. And after that, there, there's hardly any female star who hasn't recorded Santa Baby mm. oh, yeah. from that time on. But if I hadn't been very strict, because I got... Once I became the publisher, everybody started wanting to write a new lyric to Santa Baby. Right. I absolutely closed the door hmm. on that possibility. I said to everybody, whether they're in the music business or not, the only lyric is going to be the classic lyric that Joan wrote in 1953. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I believe that is why the song today is a treasure all over the world. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. Santa baby, I want a yacht and really that's not a lot. Been an angel all year, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa honey, one little thing I really need, the deed. To a platinum mine, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, and fill my stocking with a duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe 
Santa baby forgot to mention one little thing, a ring. I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry. Tonight. Tonight.